The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. Thanks for joining us live on Facebook and YouTube. Before we get started, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Community Trust Bank, Kimsoft, Tutu Sweet Treats, CRC Renovations, Kentucky Realty Group, Jacobs Auto Body, and Brett Weehan's Kentucky Farm Bureau in Frenchburg, our sponsor of the Athlete of the Month in Menifee County. While you're watching, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel and share this out with your friends so everybody can see our content. Tonight, joining us, we have the Montgomery County men's bowling coach, Leonard Lendleton. Leonard Littleton. He brought with him senior Noah Hall, junior Ronan Ingram, senior Kyra Hatfield, and junior Emma Sederstrom. Thank you all for joining us. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm glad that you did the name because it would just have been first names. I'm sorry. I would just <laughs> been like, and joined by junior Emma. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. I know you are. So, so we have, we, we have the, some of the bowling Indians with us tonight. So, Obviously, we just got an introduction to your, your all's names. Let's 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 talk a little bit about the season, Tell, Coach. How how's the season gone so far? Yeah, the season was pretty good. The boys went undefeated in matches. Um, came up a little short at region. Uh, finished third there, um, and then Ronan finished sixth in state competition. Nice. Um, finished second at region, which qualified him for state, and then finished sixth there. Uh, the girls. Think won as many matches as they lost, probably. Um, region also fell a little bit short. I think fourth is that what you all finished fourth? Something like that. Fourth in region, and then um, Emma actually qualified for the all region team. Nice. And Ronan and Noah also had the honor for the voice side as well. Nice. Emma, are you still throwing the straight ball, or have you added a curve to it yet? Um, I've added a curve. Okay. Yes, sir. Awesome. Now, did the girls team get a new head coach this year? They did. Okay. Oh. So, uh, like, girls, how how was that? Um. Well, I I really liked it. Um. It was definitely something different. Mm -hmm. Um. Not what we were used to with um Miss Blair leaving. But uh, I think we had a really fun season and um enjoyed kind of getting to know someone new. Well, cool. Same. Yes, sir. <laughs> Going into the season, right, when Miss Blair first retired, there was like four or five returning bowlers, but I heard you all wind up with like, what, 12 or 13? Is that right? So mm -hmm. you had several show back out. So next year doesn't look as bleak, right, because you're losing Hi. two more seniors because um, uh, you're um, – I can't think uh, – your cousin, I can't think of her name. Sierra. Sierra is, is, is going as well, so – what about what about the boys' side? How many seniors are you graduating over there? There are four seniors leaving from the boys' side: Noah, Will Weathers, um, Devin Wright, and Ashton McCoy are all graduating. Um, 
I think Noah's the only one continuing to bowl after high school that I know of. Um, but we've got some middle schoolers that are showing good promise, so I like I like where we're going to be next year. Nice, nice. Well, speaking of continuing bowling afterwards, right, I was at the uh, at the signing there. You signed with the Cumberlands. Um, and, you know, just when our little bit of talk with that, they basically made you feel like that you were going home, right? Yeah, I like that it was still in state, but that good enough, you know, distance away from, you know, here still, away from the parents a little bit. Um, they – everything was just – like at the Cumberlands seemed beneficial uh, financially and, you know, um, bowling wise and academically even. So um, everything that I could have really asked out of a college um, bowling team and school, it just, it worked perfectly. Nice. Nice. So there aren't a whole lot of universities and colleges around that offer bowling as a sport, correct? Like as there's actually way more than you would really think. okay well There's i like like lot. like i knew lindsey wilson has a has, has a bowling team correct yeah, yeah. Uh, now what about like your major schools kentucky u of l uh western your ncaa schools right like those some of them some of the bigger ones won't really have them uh and if they do it's considered a club sport there okay. uh you're kind of looking at the naia mm-hmm. schools uh the ones that will offer scholarship money mm-hmm. as, um, you know, or as, offer scholarship money for bowling, yeah. you know, and they consider it an actual sport at their school. Um, a lot of your bigger schools are NAIA schools in bowling. Um, you still have those NCAA schools uh, like Wichita State um, where it's still considered a club sport over there, but one of the best in the country. Yeah. So NAIA schools, you talk – do you all compete in the Mid South Conference? Like, is it like just like it is basketball and soccer and all the things? Yeah, it is. Okay. It, we we compete in the Mid South Conference. I, I'm still yet to learn everything about it since right. I haven't gone, but uh, everything I've heard so far, it's it seems really cool, and I can't wait to like get involved. Okay, so well, let me follow that up with how competitive is Cumberland's? Uh, you know, when you look when you look in their conference, in their conference, they've been pretty competitive. Usually, uh, top three. Um, you know, Pikeville is a really strong powerhouse and. Kentucky and um, hard to stop him, but you know he. The, we're really trying to build like the best team we can yeah. uh, and develop the guys we have. Uh, we don't want to overcrowd the team. You know we don't want to have a lot of players like Pikeville. We want to keep it small um, and keep it strong. Nice. So that being said, going in as a freshman, is that is do you anticipate playing on a regular basis as a freshman? Any anywhere I would have went, even if the school was a lower level, you know, I wouldn't as a freshman expect to bowl. I'd, I've always been kind of the development type, um, whether, you know, I'm watching sports like, man, why, why didn't they sit them, you know, freshman year? Like I just, I like to see development. And so yeah. to be a part of development would make me pretty happy. So I don't really expect to bowl, but yeah. if needed, I'd, I'm ready to perform. Right. Well, and you know, the reason I asked that question is even in, in, in all of the sports, right? Yeah. It, it, people have that entitlement to them mm-hmm. now that they feel like, well, I'm coming to college, so I need to be playing <laughs> immediately. And but you're right; like sometimes a, a freshman needs to to set right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because it's bowling doesn't mean that your your mental mental thought on, well, I, I mean, I'm coming in, I'm I'm the rock star, I've got green hair, so I should be starting <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, everyone on that team at one point probably, you know, everyone on that team was a freshman at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, most likely, unless, you know, they're transfers, but was a freshman at one point in college, and they probably went through the same thing. So I'm kind of just preparing myself now for it. Um, but like I said, if the time arises where I get to bowl, I'm not going to be afraid. Nice. Nice. So you are the only other senior here. You are not, you're not bowling. Uh, so you are going to Georgetown. I am. Uh, what are you hoping to major in? Um, nursing. I've always loved nursing. So I, I have committed to Georgetown and will be there in the fall for nursing. Much better person than me. That's not something <laughs> I could ever do. I don't think. So, well, let's talk to the juniors. Both of you are juniors. What are you hoping to, you know, coming back as seniors, what do, what do you hope you can bring to the team as a senior? Well, let's, let's. Uh, probably, hopefully, just more, consistent, more consistency. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, work on, you know, stuff during the summer so I don't get, like, bad during, <laughs> you know, the actual game time that we have. Okay. So, don't, don't want that rush to build up, right? Yeah. Now, are you looking to bowl in college as well? Maybe. It depends. Like, uh, I'd say if I get, like, a really good offer, yeah. like what Noah got and stuff like that, then, yeah, I'll probably consider. And, and and I know, Noah, me and you talked. I mean, you're you're. they started, like, looking kind of late on you, right? You you were actually contacting coaches and sending, sending you know, your stuff out on that as well. So, you know, you never know. I mean, it, 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 they're not always looking, I guess, at the juniors for the bowling like that. So, you know, you could literally get a commitment pretty late on that part. So, so Emma, on the girls' side, what are you hoping, you know, to come back as a senior next year, what are you what are you hoping to bring to the team? Um, we're losing two of our seniors, so I'm hoping to bring a little bit of leadership so that we have some guidance to, like, do better and to continue to improve. Yeah. So uh, do you have aspirations to maybe bowl at the next level? Um, I'm not sure. I'm just going to try to continue to improve um, off season and just try to bring it for next season. Okay. Are you, you still play softball too? No, sir. Okay. You did play softball though, right? Yes, okay. Sir. I, was, I thought you were a multi-sport, so. <laughs> so Noah, what is your, uh, what is your major? What are you hoping to major in? Uh, accounting. Uh, I really like numbers, so obviously you both. Numbers are important. Yeah. At least up to three hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, at least up to three hundred. Um, yeah, I think accounting, you know, has kind of sparked my interest. Um, of course, it can always change when I get there. Right. But and it, and it might change. Um, but right now, I'm looking at accounting, um, and past that, you know, I feel like I'd have plenty of job opportunities with that right. major. I uh, think I changed majors. I don't know, six times or something. Uh, and then I just had to get out of school. So whatever I can do to get out of school. Uh, so, Coach, let's talk about – you talked about your middle school. You know, you have middle schoolers. How early can a kid come out and join the bowling team? So, seventh grade is the cutoff for middle schoolers joining the high school team. Um, we had, I think, three boys from middle school this year and at least one girl, maybe two from middle school. Um, but my plan this summer is to – host a summer camp through Sterling Lanes and hopefully pique that interest. And once I get those dates finalized, I'm hoping to go to the middle school specifically and announce and try to get interest. I think the more young 
people we can get in as early as possible and develop over the years, the better the team will be in the long run. Well, and, and that leads to my next question. You know, how would a kid go about getting involved in bowling? Just come out, really. Um, it's not a sport you have to be a super athlete to perform. Um, you know, there's fundamentals that are easily taught. And knowing the fundamentals will just make you a better bowler. And having your own equipment is a big thing, too. So as part of the summer camp type atmosphere, we're, we're hoping to get kids that come out equipped with equipment as part of that program. Okay. So, Coach, I know this was your second season. Um, you replaced um, a, a guy that had coached here for a long time, right? And you're, you're not in the school system, right? I'm not. So how in the world did you wind up? taking this coaching job on now i know your wife is connected to the bowling alley and stuff like that but is that the connection or or well it's kind of funny i randomly at work one day was just sitting i was like i wonder if there's any coaching jobs available for bowling and i googled it and found khsa's website and there was actually an opening at frederick douglas so i sent the athletic director there an email sending my resume uh, filled out their application and and ultimately never heard back and then I don't remember how I learned of the coach opening. I think maybe Jack had told me. Jack McGuire was a senior that graduated last year. Um, his his stepdad is my best friend, so I've known Jack since he was yay high. And so when I found that out, I sent an email to Austin Maples, the athletic director, uh, giving my interest for the job. And luckily, he and I graduated high school together, so he knew me. <laughs> Um, I think it was just a perfect storm of things that yeah. allowed me. Um, I don't know if there are any other applicants. Um, I think I might have been the only applicant, so uh, pretty lucky in that regard, too. I was going to say, we'll just say there was 100 applicants, <laughs> and you were the best one. Well, yeah. and I mean, I, I've bowled with you, so I'm, I, we know, I know you're a good bowler, and you you obviously like molded into the role of being able to to, to train the kids and, and, and teach them and stuff like that. And, you know, of course – you know, Caitlin, my my daughter, she bowled for a couple of years, um, and you know she's come to some of the matches this year, and she's she's you know I know you're working not only with the boys, but you're working to help develop the girls too because the the ladies coach isn't isn't like a seasoned bowler, right? So she's you guys are kind of working together on that part of it. So I mean that's awesome uh, to do that part as well. Um, I. Uh, I was like I was close to being the the girls coach. And I I had applied for it, and then I like common sense woke up and told me that, like you don't have enough time to run a business, run a podcast, and run a bowling team. So I I, I gracefully bowed out on that part of it. There's just not enough time because I mean you're you're at the bowling alley sometimes six nights a week, right? Yeah. Especially so if you bowl on the weekends. That was actually one of the insights that the new coach had is she didn't realize how much time absolutely went into you know we practiced three days a week for two hours um, and the way that I did scheduling this year matches were not on practice days so that was an additional day of bowling and then we tried to enter as many tournaments as we could on the weekends so there were several weeks where we had practice Tuesday practice Wednesday match Thursday practice Friday bowling tournament on Saturday and it, it does equate to a lot of, of time as far as traveling to the tournaments and then actually putting in the practice. Yeah, time. and it's a long season, too, because you start tryouts in October and you don't wrap up until January, right? Right. So, yeah, it's a long season. So, l- locally in this area, who's like the bowling powerhouse? So, for our region, we're one of the biggest regions 
in the state. Uh, we have all the Eastern Kentucky schools as far out as Pikeville, Johnson Central. Um, I, I considered a big three this year, and we were third of the big three, but Boyle County is always really good. They're always churning out you know, young talent, and Johnson Central is really good. They graduated 10 seniors last year, and they were still – I mean, they, they won our region and made it to the second round of state after graduating 10 bowlers. Um, so, yeah, those are the two big powerhouses in our region. And I know that the, the Boyle County team on the girls' side is always, you know, really good as well. Yeah, and, they, and, and, they, won, and they have them, you know, they're, they're just churning out from middle school all the way up. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, I think they're – I think it does help for schools that have bowling centers in their county. And Boyle, of course, has the lanes that they're – Danville Bolarama. I think youth leagues are just where it's at as far as – you know, getting interested bowlers out on the high school team, and they just have a plethora of kids that are available for that. Bowling seems like that it's kind of become popular again. Is that – I mean, do you get that? Because, I mean, I feel like for the longest time it was just dead. No, I think it is. I think there was a big surge during COVID. Just, you know, I think the PBA is getting more exposure, you know, on Fox for several of their shows and then FS1 on other shows. Uh, but, yeah, I think the popularity is increasing. You know, new bowling balls are coming out, and that gets people interested. And when a when a new bowler can get a hook on the ball and just see the ball hook into the pins, I think it creates sort of an addiction maybe of just that feel of hooking a bowling ball. So, yeah, I think it's growing in popularity for sure. Any hook I've ever put on a bowling ball has totally been accidental, <laughs> and uh, which usually when it hooks, it hooks right into the uh, – Gutter. Gutter. Yeah. It just. Yeah, the good part about it is now they make bowling balls that'll do the hooking for you if you can throw it straight. <laughs> Let's see, therein lies another problem. <laughs> right. Throwing it straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's ask I'm always interested. What's your high score? All time high score? A 231. 231. 245. 245. 290. 290. Well, he just likes 290. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't knock down the other 10 pins? What's going on, son? <laughs> 298. <laughs> Yes. I was there that night. I remember you were that. There that night. Oh my gosh! That so, was so close. It's very sad. So, when we talked about three hundred, two ninety-eight, you're almost there. Like, where did like when did you lose the three hundred? Like the chance at three hundred? Uh, the very last shot. Um, <sighs> yeah, it was it was tough. But I mean, I was like still really new. It, we were bowling at Fleming County, and uh, I mean, I hit the pocket, you know, eleven times. So, couldn't really complain. You know, I got out of 11 strikes. That was with a $5 Goodwill bowl? Oh, yes. So, Fleming County, uh, I don't want to, like, hate on their, their bowling alley, but they can scuff up your equipment. And I was like, I don't want to bring any of my stuff there, my bowling balls. And so, I went to Goodwill, and I found a $5 bowling ball. It was an Evanite Gyro Blue, I think. Um, and I had Tyler drill it, um, hit plug and redrill it. Um, and get my grips fit in, and, uh, and and just somehow wound it up shooting 298 at Fleming County. That's funny. Well, Coach, what's your high score? I have a 300 in practice, um, but outside of that, ones that are actually sanctioned and count, I think 279. 289. 289 is my highest. So, Sean was talking about, you know, you're a, you're a really good bowler. How, how long have you been involved with bowling? How long have you been bowling? I think I started bowling when I was in my early 20s. I'm in my mid-30s now. Um, so probably 10 years or so. 
And I ironically picked the sport up just so I could have something to beat my friends in. Yeah. Just, hey, y'all want to go bowling? Sure. And then I win that. So that was the main motivation for me beginning to bowl. Yeah. What about what about you guys? What How, how did you get into bowling? Uh, my sophomore year, I quit football because I kicked for GRC for uh, my freshman year. And go cards. Yeah, right. I was going to come back out my sophomore year. And the kid was just like, good like the, the, the other kicker like he he just went nuts over summer and came out he's like yeah it's like i just started started practicing it was fun and i was like dude you're like really good <laughs> and so i was like man i don't know if this is ever going to be for me yeah um even though I, I really enjoyed it um and so eventually there i heard there was bowling um tryouts and there was like a meeting uh that i went to and it seemed really fun you know i really enjoyed bowling in general mm-hmm. and so once i found out that there was so much to do with it i kind of just didn't stop and it was non-stop bowling for the next well till now i mean i i've i haven't bowled less than three times a week since uh since yeah, yeah. like it's it's been non-stop all right how did, how did you get into bowling well my um my brother he got me into it he used to bowl on the team, and so that's how I got into it. Okay. Um, one of my old friend's sisters actually was on the bowling team, and this was when she was, like, a sophomore, and I was in seventh grade. So I was like, I, I mean, I don't really have anything else to do, so why not, right. you know, try something different? Mm-hmm. And I just have been bowling ever since. Nice. Um, I heard about it on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> and I moved here 8th grade, but it was virtual, so I didn't have any friends, and I thought it'd be a good way to make friends, and yeah. I didn't know it'd lead to this, like yeah. actually being more involved in it. I just did it for fun. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, I I, I really like these sports, like, you know, because there's no real definition of what a bowler has to look like. I mean, you know, you, in, in a lot of sports, basketball, football, bigger, faster, stronger, and that's not, you know, you don't have to look a certain way to bowl. So, um, you know, how can we use that as a community? And, like, because we got kids that don't really want to play football. They don't want to play baseball. They don't want to play basketball, uh, which is why, you know, bass fishing and uh, esports and bowl, like, all, all these sports are becoming so popular. Like, what can we do as a community, you think, to help increase awareness about these, about these you know, these athletic teams and how kids can get involved? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure what the exact answer is, but I think, you know, the summer camp idea, just getting people to know, like we heard from multiple of the kids just now that they learned about it from somebody else. Right. Um, So just being able to pass along the word that there is a bowling team. um, I've heard people even to this day say, I didn't even realize Montgomery County had a bowling team. And, you know, just getting the, the information out that it exists and that anybody can do it, I think, is step one. And, and the crazy part about it is, is it's not a small bowling team, right? I mean, we're like one of the bigger bowling schools in this area, you know. But like you said, we, we have a bowling alley. And I think a lot of that, you know, I, I remember, you know, talking to like one of the, the Corbin parents at one of the tournaments. They don't have a bowling alley. They have to drive to Tennessee or to Richmond to practice. And they only get to do that like once a week. And I'm like, how the how the heck does that work? You know, I mean that that that's you talk about dedication. You got to drive two hours just to practice. Yeah. So. yeah, I spoke with several coaches this season, and 
just realized how blessed we are in Montgomery County that the school pays for all the practices. Um, there are several coaches that pay for practice out of pocket uh, being a coach. And, you know, one of the teams we bowled this year, Franklin County, I yeah. think it was, yeah. said that they get two practices a week when they're doing tryouts and getting the team together. And then it goes down to one practice a week or maybe a month. It was something crazy that they didn't get the amount of practice time that other teams likely get, you know, basketball, baseball, so on and so forth. So we are blessed in Montgomery County to have as much practice time as we do and support from the school itself. I mean, that kind of seems like a slap in the face. It's like, like if you're if we're going to be a sanctioned sport, like at least treat us like we're 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 an actual sport, like we're not just some, you know. Ragtag bunch of people. Here's some shirts. Write right. your name on the back of it. Write your name on the back of it, and we're going to let you practice once a month, all right? I want you to be good now, or we're going to fire you. Um, so we've heard we've heard talk about, you know, league play and stuff. How important is it for your bowlers or any bowler to, to be involved with, like, a league uh, to, to get that extra practice in? No, I think it's the most important thing. Having experiences in bowling is the, the only way to get better. Um you know, some of the best bowlers on the team got better with their practice outside of practice. They come in on their own time. They use the the fundament or the the drills and the things that we teach in practice in their own time, and that's how they improve the most. I have never seen somebody improve at the rate Noah did from his junior year to his senior year, and it's just because he went in and put the time in. Um, so bowling leagues, bowling tournaments, getting that exposure is is ultimately the best way to get better. And I mean, with the leagues, it you can get yourself into situational type things, right? Pressure shots or something like that. Because I mean, you're ultimately trying to win as a, as a team, right? So you can get yourself into you know to situations where I gotta have a strike here, or, yeah. you know. So absolutely. And the other caveat is in those kind of settings, bowling's a very open community, I think, and. And ultimately, the more people that are good at bowling, the better you're going to be as your opponents are better, right? So a lot of bowlers in league are willing to share knowledge they've gained over the years and help new bowlers develop skills that, you know, took them several years to develop. So there's just all kinds of dynamics just with joining a league. Look, I tell you, when when Darren and I, we bowled there for several years on the Monday Night League, and ultimately, it was it, it came down to a choice of do we bowl or do we do the podcast, and and so most of the time we do this on Monday nights, but you know sometimes Tuesdays just has to be the time. But you know the one thing that we could always say is we always we're, we we kind of like Kentucky we 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 played to our competition. So if if the competition was bad, we bowled bad. If the competition was good, we bowled good. So we were we called ourselves for a long time the LW the LW inconsistencies because we were as extremely inconsistent as possible. So, um, but we always had fun doing that, and I, I miss doing it. But you know, there's only so much time in the in in the week. So, so how much? And and this is a question for all five of you. How much of bowling is a mental game? A lot of bowling is a mental game. Um, I would say 65 or more percent is mental. Um, there's just so many things. You throw a good shot that doesn't strike. Do you get mad? Do you miss your spare? Um, it, I mean, it's just the biggest thing is 
your mental game. You're focused on that one spot, and you walk up there, and you throw it over there instead of right there. I, I try to read what I try to read what the screen tells me to do all the time, and it's, it always lies to me. Uh, but you know, you know, we were talking about your dang near 300 game. Let's say that happens in the seventh frame, like, and you six, you know, you got six straight strikes in a row. You know, you only knocked out eight pins. That that could really mess with you moving forward, right? Because like, you're like, man, like, what did I do different? It could. Um, it definitely does when you're when you're on that streak. It's like, man. It's like, why did I do that? Yeah. Um, but you got to think about it, like, just clean up your spare because you still got a good game going. And uh, with Ronan, I mean, he went nine spare first frame. It, this was at State, yeah. um, his high game. He went nine spare first frame and then struck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just went, you know, plus 190 or plus 90, sorry, because he finished his game out and didn't let it get to him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you finish your game out with your spares um, and just make good shots from then on, you're going to be fine. You're going to be completely fine. So the mental aspect, how do, how do you feel about the mental aspect? Honestly, for me, it doesn't really, like, affect me that much. Like, so say, I, I mean, I'd say in the very beginning of the game, if you do, like, really bad, that'll affect, like, your end score. But if you have, like, a really good game going on and you, like, leave, like, a split or whatever and, you know, you don't pick it up or, you like, you don't pick a spare, yeah. then it, it doesn't really affect me. Because I already know that I'm going to blow a good game. Yeah. But I say, like, if you do do really bad in the beginning, it's going to miss your oncoming games too. So. Well, so you get the you know the seventh hand split. I don't I don't try to knock them both down. I just have to pick one up. Yeah. I'm gonna just try to get that one. I, I, I how you all do it blows my mind. I don't know. <laughs> so, Kyra, what about you? Have the mental aspect on the you know on the lady side? And- I definitely think that there is a huge mental aspect to bowling because especially whenever I was in middle school, I hadn't really understood how big of like a thing mental aspect was Uh in bowling. And so I'd get so frustrated whenever I'd throw a bad ball or just like a bad game in general. But like over the years, I've kind of learned like, hey, if I'm if I get upset, then I'm not going to bowl my best. So I just kind of have to calm myself down, like take a minute right. and then just bowl the best I can after that. Right. Emma? Um, so I'd, every game I'd hear it from Kyra. She would say, if you don't think you're going to get it, you're not going to get it. Right. So you have to have that confidence. And so it is a mental game more than physical, in my opinion. So, Coach, you had talked about drills. You know, when I think of bowling, I don't think of drills that, that you can do. So – Explain to me that aspect. Like, what what kind of drills may may you have your team t- doing in practice? Yeah, so there, I mean, there's a ton of drills that could be done, but the ones that we typically do, a foul line drill focuses on the release and posting the shot. When you finish your release, you want to be, you know, it's tall and balanced. Um, so it it works on that. Um, we do a three step drill, which um, also helps with the release and posting the shot, but it also helps with timing. Um, every step in bowling, your arm swing should be doing a certain thing. So when you slow down those steps into the foul line and then a three step, it just helps reiterate those things. And then we did shoot a lot of spares, um, just setting up specific pins. And that's all we shoot at for that practice. Those are the main kind of drills that we do, um, on a consistent basis, but there are several others we could be doing. Well, th- that was going to be my next question. Can you like, you know, Sean was talking about situations, uh, so can you, like, mimic those in practice? So, like, you can have the pin set up to be a 7th 
split that you have to work, work on. Absolutely, which we don't practice making splits because in addition to it being pretty luck-based, you know, it's you can throw a ball perfectly to make a split and not make the split. So that's not our focus. We care more about the pins that you should be making your 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 spares with, like the single pins, when there's just one pin standing after your first ball. Um, they're, it's the easiest spare in bowling to make, and we miss a lot of them. So Damn practicing pin, those. Pin. And when you really think about it, if you watch a lot of professional bowling, those guys don't strike every frame. Um, so what it, what I try to teach and what we try to work on the most is being a better spare shooting team than the teams that we're bowling against. And oftentimes that's the difference in winning and losing is one single spare. Well, and I mean, that, that same focus you brought in last year and you guys wound up finishing runner-up in state because you, you were hitting a lot of those spares, right? I mean, that was a focus that you, that you brought into it. And because, I mean, one pin – you know, can be the the difference. You know, I mean, look, I mean, that one pin for Ronan was the difference in a two ninety and a three hundred. If he strikes that first frame, with you know, you're looking at a three hundred, right? Absolutely. So, you know, spares are, and that's the hardest part. I mean, it's a swear, getting strikes is easy com- compared to the spares. Speak for so, yourself. Well, you know, I mean, so, <laughs> Sean's is uh, a five pin. What? Sean's was the five pin. Yeah, but, I made him go up to the bowling alley for what two hours. Yeah, and made him shoot at nothing but the five pin for like a hundred shots. Yeah, I didn't miss the five pin anymore after that time. <laughs> so, just out of curiosity, and I want you all to answer this one: What's the hardest shot that you that you think in bowling? Spare wise, any wise, I have no. I clue. mean, You're, you you could make something up at this point, no, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I've really started uh, cracking down on my spares, um, but. Definitely still inconsistent on them, um, or not as consistent as I should be. Um, I, I hate shooting my corner pins, but, you know, I force myself to. Um, combination spares just suck, um, and I suck at them uh, most times. My 3-6-10s are hard, um, which, you know, I don't. I don't believe you know what that is. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. just nodding it's, like I do. It's the three down the side that just runs back to the corner. That's a very difficult spare. It's it's the hardest, simplest thing to hit for me, and it's I I can't. I get frustrated, but I sit there for two hours, you know, maybe a day, just shooting yeah. a certain spare. So I've taken a lot of focus on that one. Yeah. All right, Rona. I'd say the hardest spare for me would be. The three six uh, nine ten, mm. I can't really pick up that nine ten, and it's just for me. I think it's just black base at that point. But I've, I've missed so many of those in practice and in games, and it's ruined my games. So yeah, that's the hardest one for me. Ten pins. I hate ten <laughs> pins. I've always hated ten pins. Uh, they can they make or break my game because usually if I'm hitting my pocket but I'm not getting a spare, it's a ten pin that's left and. I've never been great at those. Okay. Yeah, I got to go with the 10 pin as well. I went to a bowling alley yesterday as well, and I missed all my 10 pins. So. Yeah. I mean, at least you were consistent, though. You were consistently <laughs> missing your 10 pin. Coach, what about you? Yeah, it's probably a combination like Noah was talking about. I'm left-handed, so the, the left-side version of the spares that he was referencing are troublesome for me. Um, the 247. I was, just, I was trying to figure out what the pin numbers were yeah, in my head just now. Very easy to chop. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, that's it. Ideally, you're only leaving one. Like, if you're throwing the ball good, you're only leaving one pin, and those are pretty easy to pick up. Theoretically. Yeah, in theory, <laughs> it should be very easy to pick up. Yeah. So one of the things Sean always got on to me about was my ritual. When you walk up to the line, go kind of go down the line, what is your pre-ball ritual? So my pre-ball ritual is I pick the ball up with two chamois. I have one on each hand, and I rub it with both hands. And then I'll put one of them down, and then I'll rub it or spin it into one in my hand five times. And then I will get lined up where my I'm standing with my feet. I will look at the pins, bring my eyes back to the arrows, and then <clears throat> deep breath, and then go. No. Um, I kind of just started, you know, getting into that groove um, of the, you know, pre-shot ritual because it's really important, like we were talking about mental games. So uh, I like to have my chamois in my left hand, pick my ball up, you know, wipe my ball down. Um, and then when I get lined up, um, I like to, in the back of my head, scream relax um, so I can focus, all, you know, I can just focus all my muscles on every single part of my swing that I need to worry about. Um, and then I take a very deep breath and I go. Ronald? Mine is just uh, picking my ball up with my shaman in the right hand and I, I clean it off. And then I always have to touch the air that comes out of the ball return and I get lined up. That's it. Um, I always have to wipe my ball off with my right hand with my towel. And then I always have to make sure my feet are like perfectly in line or I just can't do it. So I always make sure they're lined up and then I just go on. I just slide my foot and then I bend my knees twice and then I throw it. Like I just grip it and rip it. Grip it. Just as hard as I can <laughs> at one of the pins. It's really funny how you kind of do develop that little, you know, ritual you know i mean it, it just kind of happens you know it, it's kind of it's kind of funny on that i remember uh sam this guy we used to bowl with on monday nights that dude take off walking without his fingers in the ball he put his fingers in the ball on the way to the approach and i'm like how the heck do you do that he's like i don't just have always done that it, it always cracked me up on that so see mine that i always got laughed at is it serves zero purpose but i blow the thumb hole out there's nothing in it. Nothing comes out when you blow. But if I don't blow on the thumb hole, it throws your whole shot off. And then my grip is so wide, I only use to that first knuckle. So i got to sit there and put my fingers in and pull them out and get them just perfect. And right as they feel perfect, that's when you step off. I'm thinking to myself, it's a good thing that you scream in the back of your mind. Because if you just screamed out, no. relax real loud, and everybody be looking at you like, no, yeah, no. I'm telling myself to relax, all right? Just calm down. Just, you relax. Just, relax. relax. I'm just relaxing. I was Ronan at, or I was Ronan at Ronan. I was yelling at Ronan at, at one of our tournaments. Um, I wanted his ball to push down lane, go a little farther down lane, because it was going to check up. There's a kid standing right in front of me from another team. And I, and I think I said, uh, I think I yelled, move. I yet like really loud, um, and the kid was really, really concerned. He was scared, and I, I couldn't feel worse. So, well, listen, I don't know about Sean. He is a bowling expert, but um, I learned a lot about bowling. I, I mean, I knew that it was a ball. There were ten pins, and you knock as many down as you got it, and 
know there were drills and, and rituals. You did know that 300 was the maximum. I did know that. Had. I did know that. And zero is the minimum. Sure. <laughs> and I'm really good with the bumpers. That's the that's the that's the third thing I know. That's a good thing if you have the young kids, right? And, yeah. well, and we're gonna need them bumpers, right? And you miss that conversation. They still usually beat me. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's funny. So. Well, guys, thank you all for coming in and, and visiting with us uh, tonight. And we we like to try to get all the the different um, you know groups and sports on here. That we kind of waited until after the season because, like I said, you guys already are dedicated you know several nights a week. So uh, so we want to try to get you after the season. Congrats on a great season, Noah. Good luck at Cumberland's. Kyra, good luck at Georgetown. Nursing. Yeah. So so, but we do do thank you for coming on with us. So. Guys, there you have it for this week's edition of Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner, presented by the From Corner Corner Podcast. If you haven't already, go out and give us a like on Facebook and a subscribe on YouTube. Remember to help us promote our Coaches Corner show and our Kimsoft Athletes of the Week program. And in Menifee County, our Brett Weehunts Kentucky Farm Bureau Athletes of the Month program. We do what we do for our community and the surrounding communities. Our teams, our coaches, and our students, they all deserve it. Catch you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.